0: FYI, this podcast contains spoilers.
1: Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome what, what are, to the podcast that goes snicked. What are we doing again? What? Well, it's episode 151 of the podcast that goes snicked.
0: Snicked. <laughs>
1: we're, we're, we're your hosts, Jason and Denise Venable.
0: I did not get fired.
1: <laughs> no. it just, you know, it's been a long time.
0: A really long time. <laughs> I even had to ask you the other day if I was fired.
1: <laughs> no, it's just, you know, had, had other stuff going on. But we're back for a Secret Wars update. I'm
0: back.
1: Update, update. Forgot oh. your bit.
0: Sorry, I was thinking of the Aerosmith song, Uh Back in the Saddle. Sorry. (laughs) Update, update.
1: By the way, whoever's doing that cover of that song in that commercial is terrible.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm back.
0: He's like country.
1: I'm back in the saddle again. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, this may or may not be our last and final Secret Wars
0: update. It's not.
1: It may or may not be. Yeah, so I'm just going to uh, leave that worm dangling on the hook. And we'll uh, we'll uh, reel you in in a little bit on what may or may not be going on. But we're going to wrap up some mini series. We're going to wrap up Old Man Logan. Then we're going to also wrap up House of M. And, uh... Age of Apocalypse.
0: And I'm only doing one of these, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll go to our correspondence for uh, the last two. Our special Secret Wars correspondence. But first off from the studio is the end for one month of Old Man Logan.
0: Wait, this is the end?
1: Of the miniseries. And then Old Man Logan number one of the regular series comes out in a few weeks.
0: Wow. Okay. Hey.
1: Secret Wars, baby. Yeah. Anyway, so this is Old Man Logan number five, which is written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Andrea Sorrentino, colors by Marcello Maiolo, letters by VC's Corey Pettit. Woohoo! And the cover is by Sorrentino and Maiolo. And again, we have an awesome cover that looks like a 70s movie poster. Um, It's old man Logan kind of rubbing his knuckles in New York City. New York City! And um, we have our nice movie logo above his head. And then we have our heroes in the background. We have Falcon Cap. We have a Spider-Man, a Thor, an Iron Man, a Nova, a Captain Marvel. Someone hanging out on the roof with a cape. I don't know who that is.
0: He's got horns.
1: Yes, he does have horns. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think it's a really cool cover. Oh, what do you and think? and
0: there's someone hanging out on the side of the building. Oh, wow.
1: It must be another Spider-Man. Yes, we have more than one now.
0: Could it be a Nightcrawler? Maybe.
1: Anyway, I think it's a pretty cool cover. We have some nice lens flare. I think it looks nice. What do you think?
0: I'm on the fence.
1: On the fence.
0: I'm on the fence because part of me when I saw it went, well, this is pretty cool. And then I started looking at the inside and went, "Wow, this is really overdone." What so do you then mean? when I went back and looked at the cover, I wasn't as impressed with it anymore.
1: Huh.
0: No, it's just there's a style of art, and it's it's how you do the shading on the face, and it's very hard shading. It's very rough. It's very stylized, and it's great for a one sort of movie poster esque cover. When the whole book is done that way, it's. It's really hard to tell what character is which.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. All right. Well, remember, our old man Logan has been running around Battle World from place to place, trying to find his place in this world. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's it. So we have our title page, which is another awesome panel. I thought it was like the opening of a post-apocalyptic movie. Um, It's the old man Logan, bold, fought in black. And we have our credits underneath in black. And in the middle, a thin panel of the Statue of Liberty hand. And a nice, like, grayish green with an orangey-yellow sky behind it. I thought it looked fantastic. It looks nice. Oh, I was a lot more excited about this art than you were. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That is fine. So then we, uh, we open up and we have old man Logan in New York. But not the New York he knows. It seems so old to him.
0: So old, yeah,
1: I can remember in the world he came from, New York was destroyed. yeah that's true, so this is all prior to that, um, and he's like, man, it's my own fault i had to I had to go on my journey, like the old man from Kung Fu trying to find the truth, and we get like a series of monochromatic panels, kind of the story so far, right as Wogan standing on a ledge, um, I guess he found some pants, he's wearing some pants.
0: But no shoes.
1: No, no shoes. He just
0: found pants.
1: Yeah. Then we get an awesome panel of him, like, standing in the red rain and just howling or screaming or whatever. It's more of an emotional color job. I really liked it.
0: Except that's the only panel it's raining
1: in. I don't think it's actually rain. I think it's expressing his emotion through color
0: i do like that his pose in this because the panel underneath he's on his knees is very similar to the death scene
1: yes it is yeah that's really cool kind of a nice parallel that like yeah. here he is kind of being reborn into a new world yep and um of course this one didn't die no <laughs> but still get covered in adamant yeah but still it's a nice parallel and he, we get some world of flashbacks, and he hears a crash, and then I got confused. Wow! <laughs> Did you? Yeah. So an Iron Man head falls down, which is a really nice looking panel, and then there's a bunch of heroes of like modern heroes fighting over Avengers Tower, and maybe there's alternate versions. So maybe this is not Iron Man, I and mean, this must be before. Like they all fight Doom, which we know is coming in the Secret Wars book, even though we're not anywhere close to being there yet. But um, then he <laughs> gets some clothes out of a clothes bin on the sidewalk. That was weird. That must be, is that a New York thing? Just random clothes bins laying around?
0: Well, a lot of cities have them. We have them here, too.
1: Just on the alley, like in the alley? Like just clo- a bin that just has clothes and people can take what they need?
0: Well, no, you don't take what you need. It's <laughs> You donate and then like... Once a week or once a month or whatever the schedule is, someone comes and picks it up and they get donated to homeless shelters.
1: So old man Logan's robbing the Goodwill Bucket. There's not any fighting anymore. I don't understand why or what happened.
0: Or why no one's been like, hey, look up there.
1: Right. Yeah. (laughs) There's all these people fighting above Avengers Tower and then there's not. It's just nice and sunny. And then Emma and uh, young Jean show up.
0: And they're like, hey, give me a hug. We know you're afraid of us, but give me a hug. Just right. don't claw me to death.
1: Right. So then inexplicably, he's missing an eye, but it grows back. <laughs> I guess. I don't know what's going on in that panel. He literally looks like the Robin Williams Popeye. He does. Yeah. But um, I do like the the freckles on young Jean. I thought that was a nice touch. You don't really get to see that on her very often. Yeah. But, so they take old man Logan home uh, for a reunion with all the X-Men he thought he killed. And they're all just staring at him as he eats and has a beer. (laughs) Weird. Not awkward at all. Then, to make it even more awkward, they all start talking about him. And all the psychic people are like, yeah, it's him. It's really him, but he has weird thoughts. He thinks he killed us.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's not awkward as he's eating meat.
1: Right. And then, you know, they start talking about like, oh, well, you know, just all the multiple timeline, all the all the Secret War stuff that's going on. And um, I got to say, there are a lot of panels in this book. And it's been this way the whole series. But sometimes the coloring makes his hair look a little blondish and he looks like Sabretooth. Yes. Like when just the sideburns and the short hair. Yes. But anyway, he finishes his meal and he talks about how scared he is, how terrified he is. But maybe he gets a chance to start over. See, here's what was confusing. So I thought, okay, well, there was fighting and then there wasn't. So that was like the split. Right. So now we're after Secret Wars, but we're not. So he meets um, his son from an alternate universe, and they talk about how awkward it is because he's not really his dad, and he's not really his son. But hey, legacy, right?
0: (laughs) Right. You're sort of.
1: Yeah. And then we get a really cool panel of old man Logan crying, some really milky tears. But, like, out of the side of his head comes all these memories. And it's just, it's a great full-page splash. It looks amazing.
0: I did, this was one of the few panels I actually enjoyed.
1: Oh. All right. So, anyways, like, memories floating out of his head. And then um, the X-Men give him some time alone with his fake son.
0: <laughs> well, and then they, they reestablish the fact that Oh, we're actually in, like, two dimensions at once.
1: Yes, yeah, from, if you've been reading Ultimate End, which, remember, we were suspicious that Old Man Logan would show up there, and so I guess he did. Right. And um, so now he has a talk with Emma on the psychic plane, and basically she explains secret wars to him. That is, Doom, and, you know, he recreated the world from all these parts of all the different, like, Multiverses and um
0: but i do like how she says your proof logan your proof that um what did she say
1: proof that someone oh, has that done god is, god wrong. is a lie yeah so he him kind of breaking through and not getting caught i guess because other people in other miniseries have tried to break through and it hasn't worked right but i guess he his success is like not only proof that that god is is really just dr doom but that, you know, maybe they can beat him. And she says, you know, we need you to be the bastard of bastards that you can be. And, um, you know, take the fight to Doom. And so we get a nice double page spread of of Old Man and Logan with a bunch of different versions of heroes. And what we, we will assume is going to be kind of the final fight of Secret Wars. Where all the heroes band together to take on Doctor Doom and try to get their worlds back. Then we get another double page spread of Doctor Doom and his white mask. And we see old man Logan's reflection in the nose with some other heroes. I really love the the inset of the eyes.
0: I love that and I love how the white fades up at the bottom. Yeah, the white glow. Yeah. It's just there's something about it that's awesome. Yeah. I'm not... I don't know how I feel about the next page.
1: So then we go into a double page spread of, of a white out which is showing kind of Whatever happens at the end of Secret Wars, it's kind of like everything reboots. It starts over goes back, whatever. And Wolverine or Old Man Logan asks Emma, well, what happens to me? And she's like, well, if there's any justice, if there's a God that's not Dr. Doom, you'll get a do-over.
0: Well, okay. So on the, you're on the iPad and you do the guided reading. Yeah. You know, it, it did the white. And I went, well, that's weird then the very next one, it's just the white portion of the next top page with uh-huh. the dots. I right. was licking my finger like...
1: <laughs> Trying to wipe your screen.
0: Yeah, like, what? What's going on?
1: Yeah. So that's coming back into focus. And we have naked old man Logan waking up in the trash.
0: So what, huh?
1: So I'm assuming, and this they is why... They are to the curb? No, this is why I don't think we'll, we're done with Secret Wars. Because I think he's going to show up in the last battle of the regular book of just the Secret Wars. And then he's going to get sent back to our universe. And he'll wake up and figure out life from there. So this is him being deposited on the trash heap in New York City.
0: But our New York City.
1: Yes. Yeah, the regular universe or whatever that is after Secret Wars. Okay. So he wakes up. A lady's getting mugged. He walks up. We get a naked snicked.
0: I will say... This dialogue, out of all the dialogue in this book, this was the only Wolverine-esque dialogue. Well, yeah,
1: because it goes, you two looking for some trouble? Because guess what? <laughs> <laughs> and they, the, the mugger tells them, says, oh, man, go sell crazy somewhere someplace else. Ain't selling crazy. I am having a half-off sale. Which half you want off, snipped?
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I was like, Finally. Wolverine dialogue that I can actually get behind.
1: Right. And so the robbers are like, uh, I recognize those claws. Let's go. Yeah. And so they run off. And then the lady gets her, she still has a purse and uh, like, dude, a naked old man with clo- or claws just saved me, I think. Kind of freaking out. And she walks off and old man Logan recognizes um, he's back in a different New York City. Yep. Yet again. This well,
0: and now they have the Times Square-ish yes. lights, and it has Stark. Yeah. They are your future, and Thor saves lives.
1: Yes, they have Stark, Avengers, Thor, and we have one of the Spider-Men swinging around. Naked old man Logan's like, yep, guess I get to try it again.
0: He's got to go find some more pants again.
1: Yep, which according to the cover, to number one, he will. <laughs>
0: Looks like he finds a whole outfit.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, you know.
0: That actually matches it's his It's probably style. stashed
1: behind one of his bars, right? Right. Yeah. Gornica. Gornica. So anyway, this is just kind of a, hey, this is how we get from here to here. Yeah. Isn't that fun? <laughs> it was not the best. End- I, we've been enjoying this series. but yeah. This one was kind of uh, treading water.
0: I didn't enjoy this one. Yeah.
1: So what do you think of the art? You obviously didn't like it as much as I did. No, I didn't. I liked it quite a bit, but I'm a Sorrentino fan. It wasn't quite as dynamic as some of the previous issues, but I still thought it was really good. And there were enough awesome panels that that kept me excited.
0: Oh, see, there was only like two really nice panels that I thoroughly enjoyed and wanted to soak in, and then everything else was just... All
1: right. And the story, like we said, just kind of treading water it wasn't bad it wasn't anything wrong with it? It just it wasn't you know, good whatever like okay we'll we'll start the regular series now we know
0: it was a filler story
1: i I think, and I think part of that was the problem with with what they were doing is they wanted to tell a story about old Man Logan, and they wanted to end up with him like coming home, so to speak. And there's this whole other little sidetrack that is obviously going to be in the main Secret Wars title. Right. That they kind of have to just skip over. Which is, I mean, it's fine, but I don't know. Kind of takes some of the oomph out of it.
0: Yeah, I kind of wish they would have done maybe like another issue.
1: Yeah. Well, to be fair, we were supposed to already be done with Secret Wars by now. (laughs) But it's it's been delayed uh, multiple times.
0: Is that because they dropped the post-it notes on the floor and they can't keep it straight? <laughs>
1: maybe so. But um, so, so I mean, Bendis, when he probably outlined this originally, this probably you know, actually coincided with the conclusion of Secret Wars. Right. Or or maybe the next-to-last issue, so there wasn't as big of a gap. And you can't really, I don't know, I don't know who you blame for that. But anyway, yeah, so when are you going to grade Old Man Logan number five?
0: Sorry, old man Logan number five. You're only going to get two out of six.
1: Whoa! That's the lowest one yet. Yeah. All the other ones have been fours and fives and sixes.
0: I was so disappointed in this book. (laughs) Like, so... In fact, when I got to that panel where it's nothing but words, it was like, are you kidding me?
1: Yeah. So I really like the art. I didn't really care that much about the story. I mean, it's good where we end up. Then we know... Hey, old man Logan's in our world now. That's good, but yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three out of six claws. This definitely fizzled at the end for sure.
0: It was a big fizzle. <laughs> it's like getting the dull match that doesn't light. Right.
1: You know, I was hoping this would buck the trend, but unfortunately, this has kind of been the story of pretty much all of the Secret Wars tie-ins. Yeah. They you all. Know, some of them are bad the whole way, but even the ones that were good, just you can't maintain it. And I think part of it is because you have to wrap all these things up and get them ready for the next thing. And uh, I don't know. Well,
0: and I'm sure there's is, this is a more complicated storyline. Like just the idea of secret wars itself is a complicated storyline. Yeah. Some of these people are trying to, this one's only five issues. You're trying to squeeze a whole lot of information into five issues. So you're just sort of, when you get to the fifth one, you're like, nah, we don't got room for that. <laughs> And it, then it just becomes a cutting mess.
1: Well, that's old man Logan. So next up, uh, Georgie is going to talk about House of M, and he's going to wrap that up for us. Uh, we'll see if that one bucks the trend. It doesn't. It but anyway, doesn't. anyway, Georgie, take it away.
2: Hey guys, it's Georgie V here, back with another fantastic review of House of M. At least I think that's the name. The title's so boring I've kind of forgotten what I was reading. Mm. Anyway, Issue 4, written by Dennis Hopeless, art by Ario Anindito, um, cover by Chris Anka. And once again, I will say, all I want is for Chris Anka to have drawn this book. What oh, yeah. Wait, no. Wait, um, House, House of M. I'll give it three out of six claws. Three very forgettable out of six claws. Anyway, that's it for me on House of M. Secret Wars is finished. Well, except the main series, which is much better than whatever I was reviewing because I just can't remember.
1: Alright, thank you, Georgie. And, uh, yes, listeners, um, he did send me a whole review. It wasn't much longer than that, but it was a little longer. But, um, that sound you heard in the middle that kind of sounded like, uh, Georgie uh, got drunk and rode a bicycle in a thunderstorm, um, unfortunately, that kind of pervaded through the middle of his review. So I, uh, kind of spared. Everyone from that, including Georgie himself when he listens back. Um, <laughs> but basically, you didn't really miss anything. I mean, I take that back. You did miss Georgie being incredibly charming and um, funny. And he had a good review. But uh, as far as the book goes, like you said, or like he said, wasn't really much to it. Um, I didn't really like the cover. And the plot that he told you, uh, basically, um, Magneto gets a bunch of humans to help him. Uh Neymar turns on Quicksilver. Magneto and the humans save the day. Uh Magneto doesn't really do anything to Quicksilver, because hey, he's family. And uh he re- he decides not to uh arrest the humans because they helped him. What a magnanimous Magneto. But anyway, uh yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm gonna go actually a hair lower than Georgie. Um I'm gonna give House of M number four two out of six claws. It was just boring and forgettable enough. And honestly, like, I forgot what happened until I listened to his review. Um, It was just incredibly unimpressionable. But thank you very much, Georgie. And I'm sorry uh, that you got washed away on on your rainy bicycle. But um, his Twitter, if you want to follow Georgie, and you should because he's amazing, is uh, at LA Boy Toy. That's LA Boy Toy. I'm sure it's exactly what it sounds like. anyway go follow him in the Twitterverse. is it'll be definitely worth your time so we have one more uh, secret wars tie-in to wrap up and that is age of apocalypse number five the cure awesome band terrible comic <laughs> i love the cure and when i tell you i love the cure i am never ever referring to issue five of the Age of Apocalypse Secret Wars miniseries. This garbage is written by Fabian Nicieza, with art by Yvonne Quillo, colors by David Curiel, letters by VCs Clayton Cowles, and the cover is by uh, Sandoval, that's Gerardo, and Curiel. In the cover, we continue our giant uh, poster size. This corner of the poster is a big, beefy-looking apocalypse. It's not a bad cover. Uh, this story's terrible. Um, basically, in this land, so the X-Men fight the Dr. Nemesis, who has unleashed, uh, it's, I guess something akin to the Legacy Virus. And they're able to defeat him after Magneto sacrifices himself as a martyr. And when he dies, he blows up, and his goo gets all over everybody, and it heals all the mutants from the Legacy Virus. They're all healed. And if that is not uninteresting enough, Jean Grey comes along and says, you know what? I'm going to fix all this. And her solution to this problem, granted, after everyone has been healed and the virus is no longer an issue, her solution is to take away the mutant gene. Kind of like a Scarlet Witch in the original House of M. We just talked about House of M. Uh, Scarlet Witch said no more mutants. Well, here... Jean Grey says no more mutants, which I think is absolute BS. And it kind of makes me angry. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since the comic has made me mad. But I kind of feel like like this is like the biggest pro-homogeny comic I've ever read in my life. It's basically saying, hey, we solved the problem. That's not enough. Let's make everybody the same. (laughs) It's like if they're... Let's say, you know, the 80s... um, religious fanatics were right okay you know x-men are often an analog for um oppressed and marginalized people groups in our society so let's say that those idiots in the 80s were right and the aids really was like a gay disease okay that'd be like in this comic if we cured aids but then to make everything better we just made no one gay (laughs) i mean it's stupid it's offensive and if you rep- if mutants in this story represent, like, real people groups, then this is a terrible lesson. I would not want Ethan to read this comic. I wouldn't want him to think that, hey, the solution to all of our differences is to erase them. Because it's not. We should celebrate the differences. Especially when the problem was solved. It was just really stupid. Really annoying. Really kind of got under my skin in a bad way. Not in a good way. Some things can get under your skin in a good way. Like, you can't quit thinking about them. This is not not a good way. Yeah, terrible comic. Don't ever read it. It's a waste of your time, and it teaches you bad lessons. <laughs> so, Age of Apocalypse number five is gonna get a uh, is gonna get a big fat zero out of six claws. So, since this episode is incredibly short, and since we're about to kick off the all new, all different era, and the X books and the Wolverine bo- related books that will go with that. And Since I was a little late getting this out, (laughs) Uncanny X-Men number 600 came out, and that's kind of the end of Bendis' story that was kind of got delayed and delayed and delayed because Secret Wars got delayed and delayed and delayed, and they wanted to time it all up, and it didn't really happen. But this is the end of Bendis' X-Men. This is the close of his story. So let's see what it has to say. Uncanny X-Men number 600 is written by Brian Michael Bendis, we have a lots of artists. It's kind of a jam session. But usually that's not a very good thing. And this one is a really good thing. Because all these artists are people you know. And people that have worked with Bendis. On the different ex-titles that he's helmed since he came on. So we have Sarah Pacelli, Mahmoud Azrar, Stuart Eminem, Chris Anka, Chris Piccolo, David Marquez, and Fraser Irving. All great. On inks we have Wade von Tim Townsend, and Mark Irwin. Also all great. Colors by Marte Gracia, Jason Keith, Chris Piccolo, Fraser Irving. Again, you well, you get the point. Um, the cover is by Chris Piccolo, and on the cover we have a bunch of floating X-Men from different eras in different uh, color hues. Some are very saturated, some not so. But uh, anyway, the cover is fine enough. So basically, we're going to wrap up Venice's big X-Men arc and this is going to be kind of um, impromptu trial of, of the Beast. The X-Men have an intervention about all the stuff he's been doing, all the crazy stuff, all the, the messing and mucking with the space and time continuum. And um, they're, they're calling him out. And the Storm gathers everyone together and um, calls Beast down to the cafeteria. <laughs> and uh, she's going to serve him some lunch. And they all say, hey, we've all been trying to talk to you about this and you ignore everybody and we've had all these crises and we haven't really been able to sit down. Well, now guess what? It's lunchtime in the cafeteria and we're going to tell you what we think. And we don't like it. We like you. We don't like what you're doing. And we don't like that you did it without talking to us. Um, Of course, you may be wondering, Wolverine's dead, but X-23 and Sabretooth both pop up in this comic. Um, so in between kind of this scene of a beast getting defensive with his friends, uh, we kind of wrap up all kind of the loose ends and these little sidebars. Uh, first off, we have um, the Chris Ock of Drawn uh, exchange between Kitty, Colossus, and Magic. And they all make amends and hug it out. That's nice. Uh, Colossus is okay that Kitty's engaged to Star-Lord, even though Magic is like, dude, got to make a move. And he's like, no, I'm happy for her. Uh, They uh, forgive each other as brother and sister. And Colossus is like, I may not like everything you do, but we're family and big old hugs. Then, of course, we switch over to Iceman. And this is kind of the resolution we've all been waiting for. And um, young Gene and young Iceman um, confront older Iceman about his sexuality. And whereas we had a very ham-fisted... Um, Anti diverse story in Age of Apocalypse. Here we have one that's actually kind of telling and kind of like he wondered what they're going to do. And that's kind of been the question that everyone's been asking ever since Young Iceman came out. It's like, well, what about older Iceman? It's kind of a real low key conversation where Young Iceman's like, hey, so it turns out I'm gay. Um, are you? <laughs> And Iceman's like, oh man. And so, and he kind of says that his deal is that when he became a mutant and he became an x man like he wanted, and he started to like feel like, you know, he was ready to maybe come out or be gay or whatever. He didn't want another thing to be persecuted for. And that's kind of, Denise and I, when we talked about the young Iceman coming out, it's kind of one of our theories that it might be that. Hey, you know, being a mutant and an, an X-Man and a superhero is enough. I don't need to add this. And he kind of says that like I kept thinking, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll come out and I'll be open, and then something else would come up, and like he just kept kind of pushing it off. And you know, people would tell you, I mean, anytime you have something you're not comfortable with sharing, the longer you don't share it, the kind of deeper you bury it and the easier it is to not tell anyone. Like. The sooner you tell someone something, the easier it is to get it out. And the longer you wait, the more stuff you put on top of it. And he kind of just says, it's not that I meant to deny who I was. It just, you know, life happened. And I I kind of put it off and put it off. And then it just, you know, didn't didn't ever come out. But he he gets very relieved. And the the two Icemen joke about how hot but annoying Angel is. (laughs) And uh older Iceman wants to give Gene a hug and she's like, No, no, I've had enough Iceman hugs. She said what did she say? Um You're freezing and it's tough on the front parts. So basically it was hurting her nipples, I'm guessing is what <laughs> she's getting at. Um but they have a mental hug instead. So I thought that was handled very well. It was it felt pretty like realistic, you know, like Yeah, so they mental hug then we uh, go back to another scene with the new, all new X Men on at their old base before they come back to the school. And uh, basically, Jean says that she's going to quit the team. That she's still going to train with Emma, but she feels like, you know, she can't do this. And Angel's like, I agree. I don't want to do this anymore either. Let's, let's go kind of do our own stuff. And Young Beast is like, oh man, I broke up the X Men. And they're like, you didn't. And he's like, yeah, but Future Me did. And. I take the brunt of it and whatever. And he runs off and Jean pulls him up with some TK and they have a floating conversation. And she basically says that, um, you know, just cause I'm leaving the team doesn't mean I'm leaving you. And, uh, they start making out. So young Jean, young beast, there you go. And of course, young Cyclops creepily spies on them from the distance. And he's obviously probably not super happy, but you know, he's had his own adventures and I'm sure he will, uh, you will find Young love somewhere else. Um, so then we get a uh, a warning at the school. Beast storms off. He's not having any more of this intervention. And Cerebro's going crazy. So the X-Men go to Washington, D.C. Where older Cyclops, Scott Summers, is holding a mutant rally. And he talks about how, you know, a while back, re- remember the very beginning of Bendis' run, he kind of became like the revolutionary mutant leader kind of almost magneto but not quite as violent he kind of says you know what i wasn't real sure what i meant i knew a revolution had to happen but revolutions can take many forms and um really this is all i wanted is for us to all gather and show the humans that you know what their worst fears we would all unite and destroy them and let's show them right now that we're all united we're all here right here and you know what we're just here And Magneto shows up, and he says, Scott, you've lost your damn mind, but Professor X will be very proud of you. (laughs) And there's more, like, kind of bro-hugging. And then uh, Eva goes to see Beast back at the school, just the two of them, and she's like, hey, you know, my power's time-traveling, right? And I've been kind of in the past and back to the future. And, um... Everywhere I went, people told me that the Beast would have a great trial. And the Beast is like, I've had enough of this crap. She's like, well, no, I just want you to know that this moment is important. And what you do with it is important. And then she leaves. (laughs) The Beast is like, huh. And so that's that. And then we have a uh, black and white backup story written by Mary Jo Duffy with pencils by George Perez, inks by Alfredo Alcala, letters by Janice Cheng, and, um, basically it's Mary Jo Duffy writing an old X-Men story. Kind of Stan Lee style. Like it was from the 60s or early 70s. And that's the time it set in. That time of Uncanny X-Men. When, uh, Bobby kind of temporarily left the team to go to college. And there's a big winter carnival. And there's some bad guy that tries to steal some science stuff. And Iceman, of course, beats him. And, uh, that part... it was fun enough, I guess, but I didn't really enjoy it. I don't know what the difference is. I can read some of those old stories and enjoy them because I know they're old. When I read something that's new, but it's just, it's like meant to be like an old story and it's told in that same visual and verbal storytelling, it's not as easy for me to get into it. And so, that was really neither here nor there. Um, I enjoyed overall the actual issue itself. All the art, the various artists were really good. And I like the way that the Bendis kind of tied it up in a bow, but left left a couple of things hanging for for the Jeff Lemire and his new teams to kind of take and run with if he chooses to. And, um, so I thought it was pretty good. I thought kind of the, the relationships that were kind of needed to be kind of uh, either resolved or taken to a next level or whatever. Bendis did a good job, kind of putting everybody in a good place. Not back where he found them, but not, destroyed so no one else can use them so i just i thought it was a good nice little conclusion so i'm going to give uncanny x-men number 600 four out of six claws it wasn't super exciting but it was interesting and it was nice so yeah four out of six claws and definitely interested to see what happens in the uh all new all different x universe well so that's going to be our episode hope you enjoyed our uh our temporary uh secret wars conclusion until Unless uh, old man Logan actually shows up in the main book, which you know we're betting he will, but um until then that's it for Secret Wars and um that's it for that chapter of the Marvel Universe, and we'll see what comes next. So hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks again to Georgie. Follow him on Twitter at laboytoy and um yeah. So please like the Facebook page. Twitter is at Nickcast. Email us Nickcast at Yahoo.com. And the webpage with show notes is snickcast.podbean.com. And um, I guess that's it. So until next time, hugs and snakes. Bye.